guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Liberty Diner Dish. I'm Ken. I'm Michelle. Guys, this is a special edition. We got the mailbag episode. Yeah. All right, guys, so y'all know we finished up season two. We've been asking y'all all season to write in, you know, let us know your thoughts, ask us questions, and we're here to answer them. The day has finally come. Yeah, so... um. We initially planned to do this earlier, but we kind of decided to wait. So that way we had a little bit more stuff from season mm-hmm. one, season two to talk about. And so I wouldn't do any spoilers on season two for, <laughs> for Ken. I tried. He did try, but I blocked him. I blocked all that. Uh, so, and also thank you to everyone who sent us questions. Just thank you in general to everyone who, to the three people who listened to us. <laughs> uh, and to... Everyone who interacts with us and sends us feedback through Twitter or through Instagram or email or our, our website, just whatever. Like we thrive on those comments. Like I love to send those. Yeah, me to too. Kins. It yeah. literally makes my day. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for even just taking that little time out of the day to listen to us. I mean, we truly, truly appreciate it. And uh, we only do this, you know, to bring, you know, something great to you yeah, guys. Yeah, bring a little light to the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm having, it's so much fun just doing this with you, Kim, but also oh. just like getting to interact with other people and getting to, like one girl, like we are legit friends now. She didn't know it, but we are like. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though. Yeah. It's okay. We are all friends now. Yeah. Okay? Like, sorry, you are yeah. my friend for life. Absolutely. So deal with it. Uh, but anyway, so, Okay. True confession here. Um, there are some questions that I, that came in, but I accidentally deleted them. So oh. if we do not answer a question that you wrote in, I'm so sorry. I accidentally deleted things. But you can send them because we want to do this again at some point. We're, Absolutely. We're trying to get to a place where we build up more bonus content uh, that is released kind of in between mm-hmm. our Monday drop. So. So, yeah, guys, keep them rolling. And again, like she said, we do apologize if we don't get to your question. That's not on me, y'all. That's not on me. <laughs> that is on me. Just send it again, and we'll <laughs> yes. do it next time. And we got you, but uh, I'm ready. I can't wait. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, so we, we well, I saw the questions, but we are just kind of going into this blind. Ken doesn't know the questions, and then I didn't allow myself to think about them because I'm the kind of person who needs more than five minutes to think about stuff. I no. think over two weeks. She ain't even lying. <laughs> she, I mean, for real, y'all, she ain't even lying. She been yeah. for real. Okay, so let's get started with uh, this one. This one wants to know, where are we from? And uh, she says she loves our accents. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so you picked up on the little southern accent, the little countryness, okay? Yes, we are from the grand old state of Texas. We are. Yes. Born and raised. Home Texas. of the brave, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Do not hold it against us. Yeah, do not, okay? <laughs> do not. But yes, Texas is the home. Yeah, and yeah, that's the reason for the, the long vowels and the y'alls. And the y'all, because <laughs> I, I say y'all. Y'all know y'all. Y'all, everything is y'all. I'm going yeah. to work on that season three, y'all. I, yeah. See, I'm going to work on it season three, guys. There you go. <laughs> okay, Uh, so what do you guys do for a living? Oh, okay. You want to take that first? Yeah, because mine's boring. So uh, I am a, okay, mine's kind of complicated. <laughs> so I am a director of operations for one company, and then I am a chief compliance officer for another company and i am also a business consultant on the side so i have two full-time jobs and then i have a part-time consulting business of my own so excellent <laughs> yes and y'all when i say that she is really a brainiac i mean she is so humble she don't even like to like dote on herself but she is one of the smartest women i mean you would ever no. encounter <laughs> yes she is that you would ever encounter and she is so sweet with it too so she's smart she's kind and she's sweet ishelle you're wonderful you're like Aww. the best friend and the best co-host Ooh, ever i definitely should have given you that uh ball of rosé you deserve that oh uh, yeah. girl stop it okay, well y'all know we sipping okay yeah. we always gonna sip on our rosé when we bring y'all the good stuff <laughs> Okay, but um, and then for me, I am a youth acting coach. Mm-hmm. So um, we and my business partner, we go out to different schools and we volunteer. And um, we also are trying to implement an after school program for kids who need to boost in confidence or need to work on team building or um, just basic communications. You get the kids off of their phones, out of their rooms. And actually, you know, just being active and using their words and making real genuine connections. So, and we do that through drama activity. <laughs> it's a very awesome venture. And I'm so proud of you for diving into that. Uh, Thank you. So a little bit about our backgrounds. Ken did theater school. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. I did, I did. And uh, mine is um, in law, but then also uh, psychology and theology of all things. What I say, y'all, she the brain. Okay. (laughs) No, but I bring that up to say that's why 
I overanalyze every single thing because that's what psychology and theology students do. We overlie- we overanalyze everything. <laughs> so Absolutely. Nothing and, is simple. Right. And I also just want to add this to, you know, guys, if y'all have a dream or passion out there that you're, you know, you're festering on, you want to take that leap, but something's holding you back. I'm telling you, take that leap. I was a general manager of a restaurant and I did that for five years. And I've been in the industry because, you know, like she said, I went to acting school. So what actors do, they serve tables. And um, for me to actually take that leap of faith and believe in myself that I can, because I was wearing myself too thin. I was re- recording the podcast. Um, I was shooting my own commercials and stuff that I was actually doing my own, my acting, and then doing running my acting business and then running a, a restaurant, you know? So, I mean, like, it was so much going on and I had to choose what made me happy. Podcast was not going anywhere. So <laughs> that, that was never an option. So that wasn't going anywhere, period. Yeah, I made him sign a contract in blood that yeah, she wouldn't even have, have to, make to finish it. five well, seasons. That is not true. But she don't ever have to twist my arm. I mean, I look forward to this day, guys. I really do. I look forward to our, our recording days. But I had to make a hard choice, a choice, and I decided to let the restaurant go and to believe in myself. So what I'm saying is, guys, now is the moment. Go for it. If you have that dream, you have that ambition, that passion that's calling you, it's calling you for a reason. Go for it. For sure. Uh, okay. Uh, so I'm going to shift this one a little bit. So the question is, what was this to me? What was my first impression of the show after my first watch? And now I'm going to modify that question for you. Okay. Okay. So for me, after my first watch... Okay. So I have to split this answer because like you guys, if you've listened to all of our episodes, you've heard me say. So I saw the first like one... First, maybe three episodes, and then it was years before I saw the whole uh, the whole series. And so, my first impression that first time that I saw just the first three, uh, I was immediately gripped by it. I wanted to know more about this, but I was also, you know, we're from the South, we're from Texas, <laughs> from the Bible Belt, and yeah. so I'm like, what do I do with this? I have this interest in following these gay characters and this gay relationship, and how does that? How do I reconcile that with? what is tolerated in the society that I live in, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it was just this really weird thing for me. But I, so even having that in the back of my mind, I still absolutely loved, I still love the characters that I saw on TV. And so I was trying to put that together. Mm -hmm. And then when I watched the full series, I was a little, I was a little older and uh, just kind of had more of a grasp on who I was and what my beliefs were and where I stood on things. And so then I was able to just truly enjoy this beautiful ride mm-hmm. with these characters who have become like, they're like real people to me. They're like friends no, of mine or whatever. So it was a different experience because of just the freedom that I allowed myself to say, Hey, this is okay. And I mean, as, as cliche as it sounds like love is love and that's okay for me to, to see that and say that and appreciate it. So, yeah. No, and also my story is, I would say, is very similar to yours. Um, We're from the same place. Right. (laughs) I mean, mean, so it's very similar to yours. But I was introduced to this show. Um, We moved away. So we are from Texas. And, you know, and although we live in cities now, like, we don't live in the same city. She drives into me, you know, every week. So that's how dedicated she is. Um, She drives into me. And... Hours away. So we will say that. She <laughs> but he always in. has wine and cheese ready for well, me. So it's know. an even trade-off. Well, you know. You know. You know. I do a little something. But anyway, um, growing up where we're from, like we said, we're in the Bible Belt. We're here in Texas. We're from a small town. It's very conservative. So, I mean, how do you? You know, like, how do you show interest in that? How do you even talk about that? Like, right. could you imagine me be going through that change? Like, I, I'm really experiencing what Justin's experiencing. And I have no way to express it. And I'm sneaking around trying to watch a show that's so taboo at the time. Because, you know, like, I mean, this is 99, 2000. No, nothing like this is on TV. Like, nothing. I had no one to relate to but them. So I'm trying to sneak around, find the show. And then I I get to the point where I watch two or three episodes. And then I can never watch it again until you. So all (laughs) I have, you know, then rewatching season episode, I mean, season one, I was sucked in. Like you said, you make this connection. The acting is so good. And the Mm -hmm. writing is so good. It's, It's not a show. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a show. Like you really feel so connected. I, I can't even put it into words. I can't even put know, it into words. Yeah. Like I can't. Like it was just. It was so much going on. Like I, I felt free. Like watching them live their lives, their best truths, and their, their best lives out back then. So for me, it was like um, liberating. I, I felt like I had a friend for real. Like I could connect. I felt somebody that felt what I was going through. And they could, and knew exactly the struggles that I was going through. That show really helped me through. Yeah. And I think I said that back in our season one recap 
But it really did. It helped me all the way through. It gave me confidence and let me know that, hey, there are people out there like you. Because where we're from, there was no one like me. Or they kept it low, low, low like I did, you know? So then season two came along. And then, (laughs) I mean, now I'm hyped up because I already know them. So season two, I was just, like, blown away. There was so many twists and turns in season two. Like, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Like I I know. I feel like we have to, like, I need to walk all the way back through season two. Because once you get to the end, you have a lot more pieces of that puzzle and I think what, somebody commented on Instagram and they're like, you know, it'd be really interesting if y'all could revisit, like, now knowing what you know at the end of season two, if you, yeah. could, if you could revisit some episodes from earlier in the season. I'm like, you know, that's a really good point. No, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Girl, absolutely. I mean, tell me, did season two feel like it was two or three seasons within in season one, two? Yes, it like, did. It did seem like it was like a three and one. Yeah, like a three and <laughs> one. Like, I mean... Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to think. Like, I still, I mean, it's been a week since we watched it, and I still can't recover from it. I like, know, because there was so, like, where they started out from and where they ended up, and it's just like, wait a minute, girl. you know? Like, and not just Brian and Justin, like, all of All the, the characters. All the characters. I mean, literally to see Emmett and George have a, a love, God, it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just the way that it all happened. And then to see George pass away, you know what I'm saying, yeah. so sudden. I was like, oh, my God. And then to see where Emmett ended up. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, I mean, I was on the floor. My mouth was dropping. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, well, we're going to we're gonna skip yes, around then. go ahead. Because I brought up another question. How do you feel about George dying? I was upset. Awful. Actually. I feel awful yeah, about it. I was very upset. I think that it, it might have made sense for the story. And I'm glad that, that George got to go out happy? In, happy and in love and being himself and excited about life for a change well, you know i will say he actually made it to the mile high club literally <laughs> well <laughs> excuse yeah. me yeah he went to the upper room you know? he was already in the sky yeah so he, he was halfway there but at least he died happy he did yeah and so um even though that was a brief story and so i know there were according to the writers there were some storylines where they didn't expect them to go as long as they did and there was some that they thought that they would go longer but they kind of expired before they thought they would and so I don't know which category this specific storyline with George fits into, but I don't want to say it was the right decision because I love George and I loved him with Emmett. But I think I think for George, who was older and who was at this later phase in life, um, I do feel like they did him justice. Yeah, the way he went out, at least I mean, at least it was a good way. Like I mean, and the way they took him out with him setting Emmett up, setting setting him up for success, although it didn't play out that way, he had great intentions. They gave him dignity, and they, they really gave, yeah, did. They did when they took him out. So I mean, yeah, because I know, like that's that's just that's part of real life. I mean, it's part of TV and movies, but it's part of real life. Sometimes you lose people, and but they did handle it with with dignity, and I like that we talked about this when we did that episode. But I did like what you were saying that video that he got to do. So I will always be grateful for for George and his inclusion in this story, and I just choose to believe that there are a lot of men who related to George. Who, yeah. You know, who were like, okay, well, I know he's, a few now. You know, he hasn't just said, well, forget it. I'm too old. Never mind. He went for it. And yeah. so, yeah. No, I know people, right, a, a few right now that need an image in their life to make them like, hey, you're beautiful. It's never too late. Go for it. You know, like I know when you came up, it was a different time. You really couldn't really be free. You couldn't express yourself. But I mean, now's the time. Seize the moment. Yeah. Okay, we're going to jump... There is, uh, by the way, there is no structure or order to how I'm asking these questions. No, <laughs> uh-uh. I like it like that anyway. Yeah, I yeah. do too, because it, yeah, keeps my mind working. Uh, let's see here. So, ooh, here's a good question. When was the first time you went to a gay club or bar? Mm, okay. Um, I know mine, because I had a bad experience. I was so freaked out um, with me being you know, in the closet, half in the closet, half not... But um, it's when right when me and Brad first hooked up, and um, he took me up to the strip, and I remember just walking the strip, and he grabbed my hand to hold my hand, and this was like my first time out in the gay scene, and you know I had to come on, when, yeah. when growing up I was like a tough guy, you know, <laughs> yeah. but looking at me now and listening to my yeah, voice like now, the jock or whatever, yeah, that was your, that's that was what you me. were known as, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't no Chris Hobbs, y'all. No, I was no, still not sweet. that kind of jock. Yeah. I was still sweet. Not a homophobic jock. Yeah, no, 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 no. Now we're no Chris. But, you know, like I was captain of the football team. I won almost everything in the school. So I had a reputation. And then I remember him taking me up to the strip or whatever case, and he wanted to hold my hand. And I was like, no, like what happens if somebody see me? But I should have been like, if they see me up here, my next question is, why are you up here? Yeah. You know, like why yeah. are you why are you over here? Like what's going on? But yeah, it was bad. 
And um, like, I mean, once we got inside and I kind of relaxed, you know, like, I mean, I took, I was taking it all in. It was just so much going. Your first gay experience, you know, <laughs> if, if you're not like just openly gay, like now these kids are never experienced what we had to go right, through. Right, it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, they were never experienced. Like they can actually go to prom with their with their soulmate type shit, you know. I could never. Hell, you and I went to prom together. Like, <laughs> I mean, but anyway, um, so yeah, it wasn't a good night for me, but I still remember that. Like, it's looking back on that memory, wonderful night. Like he yeah. really, he really made it special for me. I just wasn't in the right headspace. Right. So you know, to take it all in. Yeah, and exactly. feel, feel that freedom. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mine. Okay, let me try to not tell a two-hour story here. <laughs> so I have a a gay friend. This was my best friend through high school and college. And um, he didn't come out to me until until senior year of college. We went to the same university. And uh, but then at that point, like we were he was leaving to go work and I was leaving to go work. And so anyway, things just kind of got interesting. I think because he didn't know how to how I was going to respond to him. Well, so um, which is crazy. We well, you know no, me now, but you don't know the you don't know what our <laughs> minds yes, think. Yes, I know, I know. Like, yeah, because at first I wanted to be a little upset about him for not trusting me with that, but now I get it. Yeah. But anyway, so so we that friend we have mutual friends because small town we're all friends, whatever. So there's another girl, and she was like, me and her were going to go see that guy friend of of ours, and uh, with his and his partner. And she was like, so we're driving there to go see him. It's like a two-hour drive. She says, hey, are you ready for this drag show? And I was like, that's a little mean. Because I thought she was talking about <laughs> going to his house to meet him and his partner. I was like, that's mean. Oh, my God. But she's kind of a quirky person anyway. So I was just kind of like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Well, so we get there. We go to our, we get to my friend's house. I, I think I met his partner before. But anyway, so we're talking. We go out to eat. And then we go to actually the same club that you... That was your first experience. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that said friend, I ran into that said friend, you know, and uh, I, I asked him, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, because you didn't know he was gay. No, I didn't. Uh-huh. And he asked me, what are you doing here? I said, touche. And then we walked away. You know, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, so we go to this club and they do have like literally a drag show there. And that was my first drag show ever. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like. This escalated very quickly because I thought we were just going to have dinner or whatever. (laughs) And uh, so we did the drag show and it was fun. Um, And then then we went to like, it has several different sections. And so then we went to just like the dance floor part. I also learned what furries were that night. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Was this a Sunday night? I don't remember. But let me just tell you, I was... Oh, 21. Okay, okay, no, so it didn't have to be Sunday. It had to be Sunday. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're sitting there and we're watching people like dance. And then the partner, my, my friend's partner, I love him. He's great. And so he and I were dancing on the floor. And uh, and he's really made me feel comfortable. But, but that thing in the back of my mind that was like, I remember looking at this young kid, this young guy, and he was dancing with this older, older guy. And that thing in the back of my mind that was, like, programmed into me, not by my family. My family's not homophobic at all, but just by the society that I grew up in, by the community that I grew up in, that thing that was drilled in me. And it was like, oh, that poor young kid, he's been taken advantage of by this older Uh man. Or, oh, he's got daddy issues, and that's why he's here. And so it was just so... It was weird. It was I was having so much fun with my friends and so much fun in this environment. But then that thing was just in the back of my mind... You know, and so it wouldn't let me just truly enjoy the experience. Well, I loved coming to this to this part of the, of, of the state. You know, I did because coming here, I real I realized that you're free. Like like yeah. you said, like you're you're really free. No one really cares. You know, like you said, love is love. When you would get to the strip, it was like it was a totally different world. Yeah, like, like I mean, nobody even recognized. Th- no, th- th- paid attention to for you for real. Yeah. It was like you literally left. One country walked into the next, and all you did was win a block over. Like, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. But now, so today, literally today, we were at a bar that is a gay bar, I believe. Mm-hmm. And as we were leaving, I there were these two men, and they were booed up together. Yeah. And on the way out, I was just like, oh, y'all cute? Is what yeah. I didn't say that. But I was, they were, I wanted though. to. Yes. I, wa- I want to be able they to go around. They so nice. I want to be able to tell people, oh, yeah. y'all cute. But you I don't should've. know. I don't know if that's acceptable no, or not. It's acceptable, girl. They would have <laughs> said, oh, thank you, girl. But so now, like, 
now that I, like I said, now that I've grown and I've matured and I've experienced more life and I've lived next, I've lived next to people who don't have, who are, who are not like me, you know, and who don't live this like Southern conservative legalistic life. Now it's a beautiful thing for me to see two people who just love each other or even just attracted to each other uh, as opposed to what I had then. So I don't know if that's the kind of answer you were looking for, but (laughs) that's what you get because that's the truth. There it is. Okay, so this one is for you. For um, moi? Yes, for you. Uh, okay. Okay, do you think the show does a good job of portraying the gay community? Um, I think they did a very realistic job of portraying the community. Absolutely. Um, I know after we did the interview with one of the writers and they said there wasn't a lot of diversity. Uh, oh, maybe it could have been... Um, oh, yeah, no, no, Scott no, no. It was Scott, yeah. It was a lot of diversity. To me, it was a lot of diversity. Um, to me, in my eyes, I mean, it wasn't maybe diver- not di- diversity in the way people think of diversity, right. but diversity in different personalities. In different personalities, I-, I love how they they showcase the different types of gay people. Granted, they didn't include a lot of trans people or anything like that, but also they was trailblazing. So now we can do that. But yeah, I thought it was a great representation. Um, they lived up to every character. You always have somebody like Brian out there. Um, you will definitely have an Emmett. I, I'm a little mix of an Emmett. I'm sweet but confident. You know, no, I can pull if I needed to because I got a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, just sweet and confident, cool. And then you have like people like Ted, and then you definitely have your Justins. You know, because I was Justin at one point too, and then and Michael at one point. It's where I have never been a Brian, but I think they were very. You true. are not a Michael. I know what you're no, getting no, at. I could have like, been sweet boy no, next yeah, door, uh-huh. but you are not a Michael. No, I'm more of a, a Justin and Emmett com- combination mix. But yeah, to answer your question, absolutely. I think they do a good representation. If we were in 2021, they would do an excellent representation yeah. of the community. The next wave of queer folk, you know, right. this, this that was just the, the, the brown, groundbreaking right there. Right. The next wave of queer folk, it may be called something else, but then they're going to have that inclusion because right. the fight is still going on to, as we speak. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm kind of somewhere in the middle where I feel like, well, and uh, you know, you get speak better to this than I can. That's why the question was directed to you. But I guess I'm somewhere in the middle because I I don't want to let them off the hook for anything. But at the same time, I'm like, just to have a show that focused on gay men and a, a lesbian couple, like, that was very groundbreaking. And so on the one hand, you can say, well, because they were already pushing so many boundaries, pushing so many, you know, doing all this groundbreaking work, why didn't they also do this right here? But the flip side of that is just to be able to get what on TV, what they did get on TV was quite a feat. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to make excuses or anything, but pick and choose your battles. It right. was either like we can we can show this, but and we're already pushing the limit with this. But if we try to be inclusive to everyone at this moment, we're not going to get anything out. Right. Know? And I think they were on the network um, Showtime that also had Soul Food, which had a largely yeah. uh, like black, fa- cast, black cast, African-American yeah. cla- mm-hmm. uh, cast. And so they Showtime could have felt like, well, we're already reaching that demographic. And so then we're doing the the whole queer community. Yeah. And then we're doing, you know, then they had the Sopranos or whatever. And so there might have been other issues at play. I don't know. But I definitely think were Queers Folk done now, of course, it would look a little different and right. include a lot more of that rainbow. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you also kind of have to remember, it's not it's not universal. It's not necessarily meant to be universal. So it doesn't touch on every aspect of the LGBTQIA plus community. It's just dealing with these the select group of people. But then you say, okay, well, why didn't they include, include someone who was trans or who was bi or whatever? Well, those are questions that we can't answer. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. That was a good question, though. Yeah, really good question. Um, so I, so when people say things against that, I, I get it, but um, I get it, and it's valid. And so instead of saying "but," I'll say, I'll just end the sentence instead of saying "but," and I'll start a new <laughs> sentence and say, "I am just so grateful for what they did yes, do." You know, like absolutely. I, I can, we can talk about what they didn't do, but I'm so grateful for what they did do. If they, I'm glad, like you said, I'm happy for what they were able to accomplish because. If they weren't, we wouldn't even, we probably wouldn't even be this advanced, you know, in, in, in the journey, in the fight right now. Like, I mean, seeing that on TV gave a lot of people hope. I was in a place where, like, I felt alone. I was in a dark place. And I never spoke about that to anybody. But um, I was so happy to see others yeah. like me. So, I mean, this show, I mean, like you said, it didn't represent everyone in that time. Mm-hmm. But if it was done today, it would look a little different. Right, of course and, it um, would, yeah. But, yeah, so. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, let's just be honest. There wasn't a lot of diversity on any show. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> During that time, you know. Um, but yeah, and maybe you can call me an apologist, but again, I'm so grateful for what they did do, even when I'm aware of things that they didn't do and could have done. Um, and I don't want to let them off the hook for that, but I just, I don't know. That's just my answer. Right. <laughs> I'm so grateful for what they did do. Yeah. It's a good answer. Yeah. Um, okay. So this question is split. Do I have a favorite season? And then for you, how are you liking, well, we're done with Anessa. How did you like season two? Which we kind of talked about. Uh, you know, I have... Okay, so I... Anytime you ask me about a favorite, I have ten favorites of everything. You ask me my favorite book, my favorite album, my favorite song. Like, I have ten favorites of everything. And so I love every season for a different reason. But if I was forced to pick, I would say maybe season one because... It was also new to me and just reliving all of that, you know, that pilot episode all the way up to the prom episode. That whole story is so beautiful to me. And that's when I really fell in love with these characters. Uh, so, yeah, I would have to pick if I had to pick. I'm going to say season one, although there I have some favorite story arcs that are in other seasons. But if I had to pick just like an overall thing, I would say I would say that season say for the last couple of minutes of that. Of that that uh, season finale. Yeah, I know. Girl. Okay, but for for you, how did you enjoy uh, season two? Girl, I'm still deciding. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, no, honestly, like I I love season two. Uh, I'm still like I said before, it felt like many seasons wrapped into one. So I'm still trying to wrap my head around all what all that happened in season two. I mean, like I said before, so many twists and turns just from the relationship shakeups. To see what happened with Brian and Justin was heartbreaking. I mean, yeah. they started off so damn strong. I mean, to see this, if you go go back to the season uh, episode one, season one of the podcast, right? I mean, episode one, season I mean, episode one, season two of the podcast. I'm like, oh my god, look at this change in Brian. Brian's this and Brian is that. <laughs> and then by the end of the season, I'm like, oh, I hate Brian and Justin should go over there with Ethan and. All this and that. and then I was, then at the end, I'm like Justin, what are you doing over there with Ethan? Yeah, like, you know, like it, this season of me bipolar. Is I hell. know, but you really feel it, and you're like all wrapped up emotionally about yeah, it, yes. losing sleep over it, girl. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what I feel. Like I'm in emotional distress right now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. I know that's why we needed this little pause. <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. before we go into season girl. three, we needed this little pause right here. Mm. Um, so we'll go in a different direction right here. What are some of your favorite queer or queer adjacent films or other TV shows? Oh, I said once we finish all five seasons, this we will move right on into Pose. <laughs> um, I, I love Pose for sure. Uh, I'm about to start watching something called um, Paris is Burning, which uh-huh. is like I think the premise of why how Pose came um, to right. be anyway. Yeah. But it's like the real stories of those characters. Um, so yeah, Pose for sure. That. Um, what else? Movie-wise, I would say Brokeback Mountain. I love that movie. Yeah. Okay? Like, I mean, I was talking about it today. That goes down in, in, in my top five of favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's a good one. I like Brokeback Mountain, but I feel like it's a queer movie for straight people, for a straight audience. But I do love that. I do like that movie. I mean, I don't know if it's for straight audiences because, I mean, I feel like they pushed the boundaries for what they could push the boundaries for in a movie in 2006. But I feel like, but uh, yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're and right. then it also, I feel like it was a true, you know what I'm saying, depiction of how a George would be. If George would have actually acted out on his emotions, he would have been like um, like um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. I mean, he would have been, you know, like one of those type of characters. He would have been out there leaving his wife, trying to go find his real love. Like, I mean, it wasn't like he was out there hoeing and doing other different things. They were trying to come together every year. Like, they loved each other. It's a true, true love story. No, I think I really enjoyed it. But I, I think for some of what they were expecting, like the... I don't know if it's tech. I mean, it wasn't queer as folk type scenes. Right, right. I don't know that it was necessarily. I'm gonna say this, but I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it was the first like mainstream queer film with two two guys. I don't know if it was or not. But I know there were some people that felt like they were a little disappointed that it didn't go that far. That there was so much self loathing and homophobia in it, and so it didn't really. Even though watching the story, it was so beautiful, but 
they didn't really get to celebrate their relationship, which was just true for a lot of people. Right. But also, that didn't happen in this time. That movie kicks right. off in the 60s. True that. Could you imagine no, no, being I'm not gay and your open? film. I love no, no, your film. No, I'm just going <laughs> to give it a rebuttal because I think what you said was like, you know, a good, a good statement. But I just want, I just want, I want, I want to give you my point of view of it and maybe yeah. you can kind of see like, okay, yes, they didn't like reach for the stars on it. But also, these men were in the closet. Yeah. So you're only going to do some. I just told you, I, I moved out of our hometown and I came to a city. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend took me to the strip where gay people are. And I'm worried about running into somebody. Right. You know, hundreds of miles away that would even know me. Mm-hmm. And worry about what they would say about me being on a strip when I'm, I could easily be like, why the hell are you on a strip? So can you imagine in the 60s knowing that you're different and you, you, you love this person? You know, you can't... You, I still, like I said, me and Brad, I wouldn't even hold his hand on a strip, and that's where it's accepted at, you know? Right. I wouldn't. So I feel like there was, was a true depiction, again, of down low men trying to survive, you know? Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Not trying to get okay. a fight. We're not gonna, trying to get no, a fight. No, no, no. Sorry. No, sorry. no, no. We're just going to have to do a whole separate episode after we finish Queer as Folk, just dedicated for Brokeback Mountain. Yes. We'll, have to do. we'll just revisit it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Any others you want to mention? Uh, I can't think of anything on top of my head. What do you have? And now, okay, so right now I just recently watched Young Royals on Netflix, uh-oh. and it is beautiful, and I really liked it. And if it doesn't get picked up for a season two, I'm going to riot in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh-uh. yes, I'm going to cause all kinds of damage in the streets. But uh, it was it's really good. You you should watch it. Yes, I'm definitely. Um, I never even heard of it. I'm going yeah, to uh, well, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Um, but anyway, so I like that. Um, I also loved the thing about Harry that Peter Page, um, uh-huh. wrote or co-wrote and directed. Um, it was very, just very cute story. I'm not really big into chick flicks. Right. Or romance films, but the ones that I like, I really like. Right. And, um, I think Queer's Folk just kind of sparked something in me and mm-hmm. I wanted to see similar stories. Right. And so when I searched on like, maybe it was Netflix or Amazon Prime or something for, similar stories they all have like sad endings you know like oh, they didn't end up together yeah, at the end because one yeah. person was like well i'm gonna stay closeted and right uh and so i was trying to find a happy ending uh in a queer story and so uh that was one um that so sorry if i just ruined it for everybody but it's a it is a rom-com so you know what you're gonna get with a exactly. rom-com um, and let's just give a big up to peter page you yes know what I'm saying? Good we work, love peter. you we, we love, love you. peter page yep uh, but, uh, so yeah, that, those are two, um, and I'm like just now finding them, but really where I've been is in the, you know me, I've been in the book world. Yeah, the book world, for <laughs> sure. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of good queer literature, like fiction and nonfiction. Oh, wow. That, uh, that I've really been enjoying. I have a, a friend, she's a listener of ours, uh, Lori, and she always sends me book recommendations. And so that's where I'm at. But, um... Yes, but if y'all have some some recommendations of some, like I know there's Breaking Fast is on some streaming site, and Christy recommended that to me, but I hadn't, hadn't yeah. watched it yet. So guys, yeah, go ahead and send, send us your recommendations. Yep, send them to us so we can have some stuff, more stuff to cover. We're moving through Queer as Folk, and we, although we don't ever want it to end, you know, right. we're going to be pushing to an end, but we still want to be talking to you guys, so give us some good ideas and um, let's get some sh- um, show suggestions. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump into another question from our mailbag here. Uh, so this question was directed to me, but we're going to, I'm going to flip it a little bit. So which character do you see the most growth in? We're going to say up until this point, like this is after the series, we're going to say up to this point after season two, which character do you see the most growth in? Um, The most growth, I probably would say Brian. Uh, and I'm like, like, wow, you gonna say Brian? <laughs> Brian has changed. Brian did a lot of things in season two that season one Brian would have never, okay, ever. Uh, although we always talk about Brian and his attitude, that's just Brian. But he shows love in other ways. And the fact that I feel like he he's like an onion, and I feel like he literally peeled back a whole layer or two in season two. Like we got this experience of different Brian. We saw Brian hurt the way that Brian would hurt. We saw Brian being caring, um, watching Justin at the hospital when no one even knew. We saw him loving when he was told Justin to move in with him, you know, and helped him walk down the street so he can be around crowds and things like that. You know, we saw a different type of Brian. We saw Brian rush home from a business trip, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to get home, to get to his man, although he knew he had to leave him. They had a weekend planned, you know, and he was happy. Then he turned around and looked sad, you know, when, when Justin was gone. We saw him put up with the whole Ethan stuff. 
and he knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. And he could have acted a fool. Like, I'm paying everything for you. I'm basically your sugar daddy. And you got a whole man you booed up over here with somebody else. Yeah. And that's against our rules. So I feel like Brian, to me, had the most growth. Um, he he kind of like let his guard down. He still kept it up halfway. It's like a car. He let the window halfway. He's getting a breeze, but he's still blocked. So to me, Brian, who is yeah. your choice? Okay. Well, no, and I, I agree. With, I agree with that. Uh, I'm gonna go off the beaten path, and I'm gonna go with Uncle Vic. <laughs> oh, Uncle Vic. <laughs> yeah, because when we met him, he was like, "Well, crap, I dying. Didn't, I didn't yeah. die, and I was supposed to. So now, what do I do?" But. We slowly see him taking his life back and, you know, he is trying to bake again, trying to find a job again and trying to be just alive again. So I'm going to go, I'm cheating here for a reason and I'm going to go off the beaten path and go with, uh, and go with Uncle Vic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm surprised me, girl. Yeah. I mean, Vic has, yeah, he, he grew. Yeah. So next question. Okay, this this is a question for you, Ken. Oh, how's there has there been a moment that has stood out to you? Like I can relate, or I've been there before. Um, like the whole damn show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let me see. Is season one or season two or just all all together? Uh, all together. Season okay. one and season two. Uh, I think something yeah that I can relate. I kind of like adjusting. I had one of those moments where I fell for somebody else. Not like fell for them, but it was kind of fun flirting and stuff. And he had a Michael over there snitching and telling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, for real. And I'm just like, we were all friends. Like, if there was an issue for you with me flirting or whatever, because I didn't take it as far as Justin did. You know, yeah. with Justin kissing and all that shit. I didn't take it that far. But if it was such an issue and we're all cool, then you should have brought it to me and you should have asked me about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you did not have to bring it to him when, when you're alone. Now, now you look suspicious. If you were going to say some shit, you could have been like, it could have been fun and, and you know what I'm saying, kind of semi-cute with him like, when we're all three together and be like, oh, you better watch your man, okay? He got the gift of the gab. He be talking, the tongue is running, you know, or something. You know, but you over there whispering when I'm not around. It just make, yeah. it make a motherfucker feel a certain type of way. Excuse me. <laughs> now yeah. you're trying to be sneaky about it, you know? So, yeah, I related to that. I feel like Michael should have came to Justin. Y'all working together. You know, you're using his story. He didn't have to help you do anything at all. And you didn't even give him the common courtesy to just and say, hey, I saw what happened, you know what I'm saying? And Brian is my friend, so you can tell me what's up before I have to tell him what's up, you know? Yeah. You could have said something like that, but you didn't. So I felt like that was shady. And the same thing with his friend, too. It was shady. And you know what? I won because you are no longer in our lives. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Is there a topic or storyline you wish they would have covered? Um, I mean, I love the writing. I, I've never thought about, oh, I would write this and I'll write that in there. I love the I love the flow of the story. I love following it. Uh, I mean, they stay true to each character. So, no, um, um, I mean, only one that I, I wish they would have extended, but, I mean, we already talked about it, was the George thing. Because mm-hmm. at that time, before I knew Ted was going to fall in love with Emmett, you know, I always wanted Emmett to be happy, you know? Right. And I know Emmett is a great person. He's always looking for love. So, I, I kind of wanted that one to be extended a little more. Um, and I like how, like, the person that George was becoming. Um, let's see, another one. Another one. Oh, a storyline. I wish we can see, um, what's her name? Davina? Uh-huh. I wish we could see... Is it Davina? Davina, what? Michael's dad. Yes, yeah. Davina. I want to know what happened with that. Like, are you going to come back, Davina? Like, clearly Michael knows. You know. Okay, like... Yeah. Are, are we going to hear back from... Are we going to see Davina? We might. Are we going to see Davina? You'll just have to keep watching. I don't like this. No, this is a mailbag episode. <laughs> Tell me. Nope. Oh, my God. Uh, For me, I don't know. Uh, I was talking about this with, I think, Avery in... Uh, it would have been cool to see Brian and Ethan kind of doing this like toe-to-toe competition where they're competing Ooh. for Justin's attention and affection. That would have been kind of cool. I don't know that it fits the characters if it's where we were in the story, but that would have been kind of cool. I would have liked to, it to see but that like would be, that. That wouldn't be Brian, though. Brian is too suave for that. Right, and he he's not going to. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, never. in his own way, he fought. He did. But I would have yeah. liked to see like overt <laughs> well, I mean, well, he he had Ethan shook. Well, okay. I, I'll say like this: it would have been cool to see it like that. Mm-hmm. I think it played out the way it played out, but it would have been the way it was supposed to play out. But it would have been cool to see it the other way, right? Because with him um, sitting up in that diner, though, he had Ethan as shook. Okay? Yeah, Ethan was like, "I bet he's good in bed." Oh, why are you worried about how good he is? <laughs> I'm standing yeah. here in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of along the same lines, is there any arc that you wanted to see go a different way? Um, a different way. Let me see. 
Hmm. I would have loved to see Chris Hobbs actually have to. Yes. You know. I forgot because they gave him a little slap on the wrist. Right. That's that's probably the only thing I would change is Chris Hobbs. You know, having because he still was torturing Justin. Right. Like, yeah. Well, and I know the reason they did that, and that really was the right call because unfortunately that's, that's what happens world in the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're still seeing that today. So I know why they did it that way. Right. But um. Wanting to have some justice for humanity, I would have wanted to see to see him really have to pay for his crime. Though. Absolutely. Um, what else though? Would I change? What else? Okay, yeah, I would change. I would change Brian from being in the back room on that last episode, looking out and ju- <laughs> looking at Justin on his big day of the um of the release party of um Rage. I would change that because. Although I wanted Justin to kind of make him show him who's boss and stand up for himself, I never wanted to escalate to what it went to. Right. You know, like, to see Justin with somebody else, that damn near made me not want to watch the show. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> hell no. Like, I mean, I'm watching now to see what's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm like, uh-uh, because that love was just too real. Like, I always said, that chemistry was just too fire. Like, mm-hmm. they, y'all was sneaking in real life, okay? Because <laughs> there is no way you can be that damn cool with Randy like that. Like, I mean, it, it seemed like real. <laughs> it was too real. So yeah. I would have changed um, Brian from being in the back room because I don't ever want to see my baby, you know what I'm saying, with somebody else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll probably come up with something later. I'll have to keep mulling over it. I'll come up with some other things. Um. So let's go back to some somewhat personal stuff. What is something that people might find interesting about you? I love to sing and I can't sing, yeah. Yeah, that's um. really, that's the, the answer. <laughs> I try it? to spare our listeners, but <laughs> oh. sometimes you slip it by me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh. for me, I, I'm going to say this, and I hope people don't take it the wrong way. Um, And just write me off and judge me because of it. <laughs> I'm judging. But, uh, so I do not curse. <laughs> oh, yeah. She does not. That's why you always hear me say, that's why I be look like the bad guy. That's you why always... y'all hear me like contorting into these yes. weird phrases and what not to talk about specific things in the show. Well, especially when I need to quote a certain line. And that's why I'll be like, girl, he didn't say that. He said. Yeah. Okay. Or sometimes I'll like point to him like, will you say it? Okay. <laughs> but let me tell you, it's not because I judge people who do curse. It's just I never picked up, I never picked up the habit. And so it just like doesn't come naturally to me. And so I just feel funny or like I'm, I don't know. Season five, y'all, she got to give us at least one word. Write that in. Write that in, guys. Season five, guys, she got to give us one word. It don't have to be a harsh, harsh, (laughs) but I want a damn or shit. Okay. That's all I need. Oh, that is really reaching. I mean, you, I say heck. (laughs) So, yo, she's for real. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I have no issue with, with the words. I just have never picked up the habit of, of doing, of saying them. And so I'm just not comfortable saying them because I feel like, I don't know, I'm a fraud or something. <laughs> but anyway, that, requ- it's quite a feat when you're covering a show like Queer as Folk and you not only don't curse, but have a very limited vocabulary for things that this show covers. <laughs> because they're, they're, they're bringing it, babe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They are bringing the fire on every episode. Yeah. Girl. Um. Ooh, here's a question. Do you have an unpopular opinion on something or someone? On the show or in real life? On the show. Um. You go first. Okay. I have an unpopular opinion because I'm par- apparently uh, liking Ted is unpopular. Is it? Yes. And now, not that he is not a, a whole mess of self-image issues that come out in, fit, in fits of self-pity and jealousy and misdirected <laughs> anger. But I think I love Scott Lowell so much right? that he could literally probably go kick every grandma on the West Coast and I would just be like, oh, Scott. It's Scott. You need a Snickers and yes, a nap. that part, okay. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, but, but even, like, I do love Scott Lowell, but I think Ted is very relatable because he's such, like, there's such, something that's very every man about Ted. Yep. Where a lot of us deal with those insecurities and with those self-image issues and um, wondering, okay, who's going to love us? Or, like, constantly looking for someone else to validate to you. validate us. Yeah, and to give us the things that we should be able to find in ourselves. Give you a purpose. And so I think I'm a little bit, even though, like, he is legitimately a jerk sometimes. I mean, they all can be. But I love Ted. And so 
I, and I think that might be an unpopular opinion. And my, my unpopular opinion would probably be towards Brian, and I don't want to do it because I just gave him a good praise a minute <laughs> ago, and I don't, I don't want to say nothing negative about the man, you know, like, and that would be that'd be very unpopular because I know everybody loves him. And don't come from my head, guys. Listen, it's just my opinion, <laughs> yeah. okay? I want okay. So I wanted to talk about you brought up Brian earlier and like his growth, and so I was thinking about about him and Justin because I spend too much of my life thinking about this show (laughs) but not just this show things that i read things that i watch you know other books and movies and whatnot but anyway so what i was thinking about him is you know because of brian's childhood and and the abuse that he went through and stuff like that so kids who grew up in environments like that they often put on this armor uh to protect them and they wear that into their adult life and they wear that into their friendships and their relationships for sure and that armor becomes so heavy and so tightly wrapped around them. And so it's, even on Brian, it's very heavy and very tight on him to the point where it is like melded to his skin. Yeah. And then Justin comes in and he has somehow slipped in between the armor and the man. Um, but Brian's still not totally free of it. Like it's still there. And so when love comes in and starts trying to peel that back or push it away, that's a very painful process. And so just like any of us, the way we react to a person's healing touch, we flinch or we, 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 you know, push them away. Like if you have a bruise and somebody brings an ice pack and slaps it on your, your eye or whatever, you're going to flinch or you're going to push them away. Absolutely. And so that's exactly what's going on, um, with him, with him here. And so we saw him doing that in season one. And we also see him doing that at times in season two. Right. And it takes like very constant effort for the other person to try to keep chipping away Mm -hmm. at, at that armor and at those walls and um but yeah so he's with Brian it's very two steps forward one step back and you do eventually make some progress with that it's just kind of slow progress <laughs> true so true i mean you have to know how to read Brian you have to know how Brian works you know like we said before he's a very caring giving person i mean he would do anything for his friends but you got to know how he cares yeah. you know like you have to know the method of his of his madness yeah so, having finished two seasons now, is there anything you wish you would have said about an episode or an arc? Hmm. Y'all coming with these questions tonight, okay? Y'all coming with the questions tonight. Um, you know what? For the most part, I I always speak very honestly in the moment. I will say, like, for the most part, I always speak very honestly in the moment. I don't care if it's unpopular or not. You, you heard me and Ishael go back and forth. <laughs> you definitely do that, and I appreciate that about um, you. Um... I can't, you go and let me, give me time to think on that so I can answer it, okay? Okay. Well, I actually have a million things, actually, because my brain never turns off, <laughs> even when our mics do. Uh, but I'll just, uh, I feel like we almost need, like, an after show segment where, where we can record all the stuff that we say after we turn our mm-hmm. mics off. Uh, but I'll share one, so, because this one's fresh on my mind, because I'm like, darn it, why didn't I say this? Uh, there I go, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but, uh, so when... When Brian is in the diner with Ethan and he uses the line ridiculously romantic when he's talking to Ethan about, you know, a song he could play or whatever. Right. I can't help but wonder if Brian is also thinking about the time when he made a ridiculously romantic gesture for Justin and it nearly got Justin killed versus when Ethan did it and it pulled Justin closer to Ethan. And so then I wonder if it's kind of further proof or confirmation in Brian's mind that he's not capable of loving someone or that he someone being too close to him is dangerous for that other person, like his love is dangerous or whatever. And so that's just something that my mind was fixating on the no, other day. I, I rock with that. That's a good one. What else you got? <laughs> that, that, that was good. Yeah. So that's my, that's just one of the million things that I wish I would have said. Yeah. Um. No, we're gonna have to skip that on me. Yeah, yeah. Let's me because yeah, well, I no, like you I see, do, and yeah, I and like I think I you do, and I feel like that's well, that's one of the things I love about you. I to- actually told you that last week when we right. turned off, remember? But also, I love that because you are giving a very in the moment reaction to things. Like some people have watched this show twenty times, right. you know, and form their opinions, but you, you're literally watching an episode and then going right into and going right into it, and so you don't have that time to say, "Oh yeah, I remember when they did this here and da da da." Right, and so you're we're getting a very honest opinion from you, and so I do think that that lends itself to more just everything I wanted to say. I put yeah, it out there. I put it out there, you know. Yeah, and I feel like you guys appreciate that too. You know, like I mean, 
we're not supposed to always agree on everything. No, I love know? when we yeah. get to have those moments of conversation. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. That's what makes this show unique. And like you say, if you've seen it before, you know, and I'm giving you that fresh t- um, take on it. And yeah, I'm going to spit my mind. I'm going yeah. to tell you exactly how I feel. It may be unpopular at times. Or we may be spot on, but you're going to know exactly my opinion, you know, and it doesn't mean what I'm saying is truth. It doesn't mean my opinion is your opinion or, you know, and, and for you guys. But that's what I'm taking from the episode. Yeah. So at this time, yeah, I, I don't I actually don't have. You know, yeah. Well, and that actually is something that really caused me to grow as your co-host is like. I got to let Ken be Ken, you know, and I don't have to justify or explain right. his opinions and he didn't have to justify or explain mine. Like we are just really, yeah. get, we're two different people. Two and different so people into a we show. have two different sets of eyes yeah. and then we have two different experience, life experiences. And so that's what you're getting. And yes. Yeah. And I feel like, okay guys, she hid from me this whole Eminem and, and Ted thing. <laughs> I peeped this shit in way in the beginning. I had knew it. I know he's too I, I, good sometimes. <clears throat> I knew it. But she's the things that I'm good at, I'm good at reading body language. And and then I listen to like the way the music changes, um, things like that. Maybe because of my acting background, I don't know. But I listen for different things like that in a scene. And it, it'll kind of let me know what's about to happen or what they're going to say, what they're thinking. You're so good on picking up on some small ass shit. <laughs> I, I will honestly say- I Because my mind fixates. Yes. And I overanalyze. Yeah. When you start quoting these songs, I'd be so involved in the dialogue, I never hear the music in the background. Yeah. I never hear it, ever. Like, I never hear it. When he was like, oh, that was Queen. And I, and we love Queen. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I missed the Queen song. Like, I mean, for, <laughs> real, for real. Like, I was like, damn. Yeah, like, I mean, I really be so deep into the dialogue. It's, it's insane to me. But you pick up on the small little things that are so great. I mean, they're small, but they're huge. <laughs> huge. And um, so, I mean, yeah, we work differently, but I think we but both have works. a great eye. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of something that I didn't say, but I want to say, I do, when we talked about character growth, I want to give an honorable mention to Justin. I picked Vic as my person with the most growth, but I'm going to give an honorable mention to, to Justin. Why? Because it it takes some maturity to walk away from a situation that isn't good for your state of mind. Yeah. But that you can just, you can deal with and tolerate, but to say... I this is no longer good for me or the other person. That takes some maturity. Even though you can say he was childish in some of the other things, I might want to engage in a conversation with you about that. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to give an honorable mention to him. And also, he is just growing up. I mean, he was in high school and now he's in college and that's just a natural growth there. But um, even just going from being 17 to 18... To 19. To yeah. 19. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think he has been growing some. Right, I gave you the poker face uh, you would think that I was going to argue with you. No, I <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Justin had a lot of growth um, this season. I mean, like you said, he has a really, really good situation over there at the loft. Right. And, and then he was ready to give it all up just because he knew he wasn't getting what he really wanted out of a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I will say it's growth because all we ever known from Justin is I'm going to chase Brian. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to the loft. I'm going to go find this guy. I'm going to get a fake ID so I can be around this guy. You know, all this all this for Brian, you know? Mm-hmm. And then this time, he actually made a decision that was best for him, you know? Or at, at the moment, he think is best for him. So, yeah, I would say that Justin has a lot of growth. Yeah. Well. Okay, here's another question. It's kind of in-depth. Um, so, okay, maybe I should just read it because it's... it's, it's uh... Is involved. Oh yeah, a little, little lengthy. Yeah, uh, but that's a good thing. I, I like that. So no criticism here. Um, okay. They're saying that Ishelle said something uh, about what it must feel like to date Brian. I think I made a joke about it being like having a fake Louis Vuitton bag. Oh, <laughs> <or something. laughs> but anyway. The okay, so there is like an explanation before the question. It says, "I'm all for Brian and Justin being together, but do you think that that um." The thing with Brian and his tricks, plus the weird part of Brian's relationship with Michael and Lindsay, fueled Justin's insecurities about their relationship, therefore causing the rift that led to future events. So what we see in the end of season two. Um, I, I, We can just go ahead and take out um, Lindsay and Mel. Because I don't think they no, have No, Lindsay them. and Michael. I'm sorry if I said Mel. Lindsay oh, and Michael. Oh, okay. Um, no, we can go ahead and remove Lindsay. You know, because he you know Lindsay, like... I, gay men don't we're not even a threat about you know what I'm saying females no boom next ixnay even if you still got a crush on them girl move on he don't want you you know what I'm saying like next so no she definitely has a lingering crush on him okay she have a lingering crush but she got a whole wife at the house and Justin ain't worried about her he was like girl you if he wanted those cookies he would have been and had them hoes okay 
Or he would have been like, Santa Claus would have ate all them cookies. But no, he did not. Okay? So, move it along. And then with Michael, yeah, I don't feel like he's jealous of Michael at all. But Michael is a wrench in the way. Okay? Right. Well, and he's easily able to talk about his feelings toward Michael. Yeah. And that could be like, well, why can you talk to him but right. not, not talk to me? Yeah. Exactly. And then, yeah, the tricks. I mean, Justin at this age now where he wants something, he wants a traditional, a relationship that looks like the traditional style that he's accustomed to seeing from his parents. And Daphne, people around him are showing these loving relationships where he's in this open relationship that he's not feeling fulfilled. So, yeah, I think it was the tricks that had something to do with it. I think Michael all in his fucking ear, you know, had something to do with it. Um, things like that. Them always kissing. Like, I mean, get up out my man's mouth like that, okay? Kiss him on the cheek. Shake his damn hand. Dap him up. Do something else. Get up out his mouth. Okay, get up out of there because it's not for you. It's for me. And then, um, yeah, so I think it was the tricks. Justin wanted a true look. I just, he asked, that man asked for one night. Baby, can we just have one night with just me and you? We actually don't go out. We just stay here. I made a whole picnic and everything for your ass. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get up and go to the shower? Mm -hmm. Because you got to go, you got to go out? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a little disrespect. That's what caused the riff. I'm asking you to do, make one sacrifice for me. I didn't sacrifice so much. I mean, here, I was, I, I didn't, I'm not even going to put that on Brian. I was about to be so mean. I ain't going to put that on him. <laughs> but, I, but, you know, I didn't sacrifice so much. And I asked you for one night just to stay homie. And let's have this wine and this charcuterie board because everybody loves a charcuterie board. I definitely love a charcuterie board. Thank you. But you know what I'm saying? You can't even stay because you got to go out here and thigh in these streets with your 30-year-old ass. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You let me know what's up. Um, So I think it was that. I think yeah. it was the thotting, a.k.a. hoeing, a.k.a. <laughs> a.k.a. tricks. I think it was that. Okay. Not so much Michael, but the tricks and shit. Yeah. For sure. I don't think those were the actual causes, but I don't think those things helped. Because if the mm-hmm. whole thing was Justin was wanting to feel significant, um, then that means he was kind of comparing himself to... Not necessarily comparing himself to Brian's tricks, but he was just like, okay, what do we do? Yeah, we we have sex more than one time, and you don't do it with your tricks, but still, like, what's different? Because he ultimately got to the place where he was so blinded by his own stuff that he kind of saw it as, no, Brian doesn't love me. We just have sex together, and I'm a convenient, you know, I'm a convenient lay because I'm here every night. Well, he had nothing to say that it was mine. You know, listen, when I even go buy shoes, I make sure that nobody in my circle got these shoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I can say this is mine. You yeah. ain't had it. You ain't have them. Nothing. It's mine. If the community got the dick, then I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely, I, I don't think Justin necessarily minds the tricking, but it was just so like, it didn't, I don't think it necessarily helped. Anything. It definitely didn't help. At it all, definitely period. didn't help because we don't see it. And that, that, that's one thing that I wish we would have seen more of. Justin does trick also, but we don't see it as much. And so, uh, maybe because I don't think he needs it in the same way that Brian needs it. He enjoys it as much, but I don't think he needs it in the same way that. And I'm not saying Brian, we'll go into this later. I'm not saying Brian needs it to like survive or whatever, but we know he uses it as a, as pain management, as a coping technique unhealthily in some, in some way. Can I ask you a question then Uh within this question? So don't forget that question, the original. I'm going to forget it, but go ahead. Okay. (laughs) No, no, no. Come on. Um, Okay. So do you think Justin tricks because he, I know you just said you think he likes tricking, but do you think Justin tricking because he likes tricking or you think Justin is tricking because he's doing what he think he has to do to make his man happy, to please Brian? Okay, and this is where we disagree sometimes because I think Justin is a, in for the most part of this season, is an 18-year-old boy who is now living an openly gay life and I think he's enjoying himself, uh, is what I think. Girl, he just fought to get his man. And this whole season he was talking about how he wants just his man. Well, but in the earlier parts of this season... Yeah, well, he didn't even know who he se- was. And definitely in season one... He's got the best of both worlds. He's got this man that he loves and that he sees consistently, and they have this emotional, intimate connection. They didn't but get then that he's damn also, close. Yet. But then he's also got, but for Justin's part, it's that way. But then he's also got like, oh, he's cute. I'm gonna go have him, or he's cute. I'm gonna go have him. And so he's that's got because the, that's what Brian has given him. But in season two, they come up with these whole rules and shit. But the rules still allow for tricking. It's still out for tricking, but I th- but we already hear Justin say he don't want to do the tricking no more. Like he won't just us. Can we just have a night for us? I mean, I, am I crazy? Because I know for a fact he said no, that. No, you're not crazy. I don't think that he necessarily wants like 
com- to completely turn it off. Uh, well, 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 we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see. Okay, so what's up? What are you trying to tell me? Should I keep going? I'm Can not I keep telling, digging? I'm not telling you anything. What are you trying to tell me? That face yeah, showed me everything. No, this is not a spoiler episode. This is a mailbag episode, so don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost there, guys. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that those things helped. Um, And then they don't really show us on screen Justin feeling a certain way about Brian being able to tell Michael he loves him, but not being able to tell Justin that. They don't really show us that on screen. But, um, so taking it out of the show, but if I am Justin and I see that, I might be a little bit right. like, oh, well, how come? Yeah. Even, even though I don't think Justin is at all threatened by, no, all. by Michael because he knows if Brian wanted him, he would have had him. Absolutely. Or if he wanted to be with him, they would be together. But I don't, I don't think that those things necessarily help. I'll say that. Right, no, I, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, they they didn't help at all. Period. Definitely didn't help. Oh, so someone asked if there's any more merch coming out. So listen, here's the thing: we didn't set up the merch to make profit. We set that up to fund our donations to the uh, LGBT centers for um, teens. Teens, and so that's that's what we used it for. So because we didn't set up to make profit, we didn't put a whole lot of emphasis and focus over there. Right. <laughs> um, but. We, we do, will redirect. <laughs> yeah, but we do use that money to make donations, and then we just supplement it when, right. you know, whatever. But, um, so yeah, that's why our focus hasn't been a whole heavily, we haven't focused heavily on merch, but that is something that we will re-up yeah, at absolutely. some point. Right now, just like fitting in the, the podcast has um, been a priority, and then we'll go back to some of the other things. We're trying to keep it consistent for y'all, okay? Yeah. We're trying to keep it consistent. <laughs> but did y'all like, you know, we started out with the coffee cups, and then we had the the poor Ted. And did y'all like that? The image, because the image shirt was yes, everything. I love the image okay, shirt. the image shirt was everything for me. So, which character shirt y'all want next? Or which character, you know, type of merch would you like up next? That's the next question, okay? Yeah. That's what we want to hear. So, thank you to everyone who. Who purchased some merch because Absolutely. you have done a great thing for uh, society, funded yes. an or- organization, especially following. Uh, last year, when a lot of these, a lot of nonprofit organizations didn't get to do their traditional mm-hmm. um, fundraising events because they could not gather, and Absolutely. so they were in desperate need of funding. So every little bit counts. Every you know, five dollars here, ten dollars there, exactly. fifty dollars there, whatever. We're grateful for any amount. So thank you guys. So yeah. Much. So we're thank helping. you to everyone who's purchased anything. Um, we legitimately, I mean, we can show you receipts. We legitimately do donate yeah that. absolutely uh we add to it a little bit and then donate that over so yeah thank absolutely. you <laughs> so thank you thank you thank you what's next okay we'll finish up on this one maybe uh so what would you ken this is for you what would you like to see happen on this show so specific plot points um things in relationships some story arcs Oh, what's good. something you would like to see happen um i want to i want them to um further debbie's storyline with her love life you know, I want I want to see that because she invests so much time um, within to the guys, and I mean, she's like she, we know for a fact she loves that community. But hopefully, they take this love story with her and they, they carry it along. So that's what I, I'm looking forward to see moving forward. Um, Debbie's love, and hell, Uncle Vic too. I mean, you're living. You know what I'm saying? Like you are living yeah. right now. Like, and you can see that Michael has found somebody that's HIV positive. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they they're making it work. Why can't Uncle Vic find some love too? Yeah. So I want I want to see Uncle Vic find love. I want to see Debbie with some love. Um, 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 um what else? What else? Um, I want to know what happens with 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 Jennifer. Like, it's all about love. What does she do after Craig? Does a sister grow up and then go off? You know, well, we never see the sister. She always goes. Molly is at boarding school. Mo- yes. She is allowed one day home a year. Her birthday, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's it. But I want to see, I want to see, you know, growth within Jennifer as well. Mm-hmm. I want to see where that story goes, how she follows Justin's, um, you know, his storyline, and if she finds someone. Or does she really get involved, like Debbie gets involved, you know, how Debbie is involved in the community? Mm-hmm. Does she become one of those those type of moms? So, I mean, I kind of want to see that. And then also, I just want to see Brian be a nice human. Like, I mean, a true... <sighs> we all been hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to see Brian let let the, let the wall down. He can keep the wall up for Michael, for Emmett, for Ted, for Mel and Lindsay. But let that shit down for Justin, okay? Yeah, the or boy, for somebody. Yeah, he is... Be- they're not going to be together? What? Oh, they're not going to be together? I don't know what you're talking What are we? What are we doing? Uh, or what? for somebody. Uh, I was just putting words out into the atmosphere. Oh, uh, okay. Well, don't play with me. <laughs> but he's beating on your door. You know, like he's beating on your door like, let me in, let me in. And you're looking through the peephole. You know, so I'm like, I want him to let the guard down, let Justin in, or somebody. 
I just want to see him actually be, you know, vulnerable for real. Like very, very, very open and vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to see all of those things and maybe we will on some of them. Maybe we won't on others. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. TBD. All to be determined. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, this was fun. It um, sure was. And I would love to do this again. I love just sitting and talking with you and when we have these moments to just kind of pause before we jump into the next season yeah um and like we said we want to try to bring more bonus content to you guys so there are like some special if there are special topics or some kind of character analysis things that y'all want us to do just let us know yeah would, exactly. uh, yeah guys we're open to anything we we just love talking to you guys if y'all want to listen we're gonna talk okay yeah. <laughs> and, so we hear so like she said i mean any suggestions you guys have send them in you know if it works it works if it don't it don't and we'll let you guys know you know but um well i mean we're just very grateful um to have this platform so and, grateful and you guys to follow us and listen to us faithfully and actually engage and interact with us so i mean thank you thank you thank you thank you yeah. Alrighty. Well, guys, this is um, the end to the mailbag episode. You know, we are gearing up for season three, so y'all know what to do. Stay tuned because we will be dropping those very, very soon. So, um, yeah, don't go anywhere. And um, until next time, guys, we are out of here. Bye. Bye.